What's up, family? Welcome to Cut on Dale Podcast. This is Danny Ramos. And this is Louis Munoz. We've been out almost for a week. Mm-hmm. Actually, not almost for a week. For a week, we've been out. <laughs> yeah, feels like longer, though. Yeah, um, <laughs> and when we say we've been out, me and Louis have been out. You guys have been there, <laughs> faithfully, waiting for an episode to drop. Amen. But, you know, Louis is a little bit lazy, and he can't. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to stop that. Louis <laughs> is not lazy. Um. I, for, I even forgot, I even forgot why we, we didn't got together to record. So many reasons. Finals. Yeah, finals, which we're done. Yes. Finally, we're done with finals. And, may, yeah. <laughs> and you may hear joy in our voices. Yes. Listen yes. to the other ones and you hear brothers weighed you, down. <laughs> yeah. you, you can hear us uh, uh, dragging yeah. our voices to the mic and talking like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. And this we rejoice. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, finals, uh, construction in my house that is yeah. still going on. Um, sickness among, a couple of times. Sickness a couple of times, among other things. Like um, um, you got, you had like back to back weddings. Oh, yeah. that was this week. But that you, you know, week. but you also like probably had weddings last week. I'm thinking or something. You had a yeah. gig or something. I something I happened. Yeah, it's your fault, man. Whatever. Yeah, it's no, me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but we're back, and uh, we apologize for that. Um, we're, st- we're still trying to figure out what to do when we don't have anything uh, in our bank of episodes, but we'll, we'll yeah. get there. So, um, but thank you. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for being uh, uh, our faithful listener. Now send me some money. Yeah. I need money. <laughs> kidding. Um, today we're going to continue mm. with exposition. Yeah. We haven't gotten together to record exposition for... For a while. Yeah. yeah. Probably over a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you for listening to, man, for uh, um, our episode on Kanye was, yeah. was, was, was trending. Mm. Yeah. And you guys like the tea. You guys like the gossip. Yeah. I know. I, I know why you guys listen to it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the real reason why I was talking so positively <laughs> about Joel Osteen. Cause we have to, <laughs> we have to keep them guessing. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> According to the information that you shared with me uh, a, a, a little bit ago, mm. I have I have to say that you you have a secret crush on Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. No, <laughs> none of this is making the fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Today we continue with exposition. First Peter, uh, we're going to be covering verses six to twelve. Mm. Um, bear with us. As we cover one, two, three, four, five, six uh, verses, yeah, and we honestly don't know how long it's gonna take <laughs> us. So, so let's see. So we, you, you are up for a surprise, just as we are up for yeah. a su- surprise right now as we record. Actually, no, you can actually know how long it's gonna be because yeah. you can see it right there before you hit play. <laughs> so, but bear with us. And if it's too long, just watch it in sections. That's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And one last thing before I forgot, and we jump into it. If you're listening to us through, um, here's my wife walking in front of us, actually <laughs> behind Louie in front of me. Love you, babe. This is making the podcast. People need to know I love you. <laughs> so if you're listening to us <laughs> through um, not Spotify. Um, Apple. Apple. Yeah. Apple uh, podcast. Please uh, leave, leave a review for us. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know um, how this is helping you to grow. Um, if you have any suggestions, any question, drop it in there. Um, 
I forgot by heart my the, the email so yeah. <laughs> we'll probably put it in the show links mm. um but yeah um let us know what you think let us know how how this is helping you grow uh, grow and and the, what yeah right the cool thing about apple podcasts is the more reviews that you get on apple podcasts the more likely it is to be suggested to other people so if you're growing um from this or If you're enjoying it um, and you think others would, man, leave us a review um, so that other people can hear it. Um, people that don't even know uh, Danny or myself. Yep. Yep. Because um, that's the goal. What we're doing, we want to grow together in a collective group. And Yep. So go ahead. Yeah. Click on write a review and tell me how much you love Louis and his love for Joel Olsen. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm gonna make you work for that edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's jump in. First Peter, chapter six, um, chapter six, <laughs> <laughs> chapter one, <laughs> verse six to twelve. Mm. Um, and I'm gonna let uh, 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 Louis uh, guide us through this reading. All right. Verse six. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been re announced to you uh, through, the, through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels, angels long to look. Hmm. That's good. It is. A lot to unpack, bro. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So since you're ready, how about you? You start. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that uh, that first part in this, you rejoice. Um, so there's that. In this, you rejoice has to bring us back to what we were just talking about, and I think it bears to remind uh, our listeners because it's been, yeah. like I said, over a month. Uh, what are we rejoicing? Well, we're rejoicing in the living hope uh, that we have through the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. Um. And the midst of that joy is is rejoicing, right? Yeah. Um, so we ought to always have that joy ever present in our life, uh, whether in victory, yeah. uh, which this passage is not talking about right now, or in distress, yeah, which this passage is talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like how Sproul says, like he says, remember, guys, we're using uh, um, our main commentary that we're using is. Um, One by Arsus Pro on First and Second Peter. 
Be diligent, right? That's what it's no, called. No, man. That's not what it's you called. You guys, you guys, you see, you see what I have to, do, you see what I have to <laughs> deal with here. It's not called that, Louis. Let me pull it up so I can tell you what it's called. It's called be all the more diligent oh. to make your calling an election sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're using um, RC Pro's commentary mm -hmm. on First and Second Peter, and. This is what he has to say specifically about what you just mentioned. He says, I think it is clear that the antecedent is the work of God in his grace by which we have been begotten again to a living hope through the resurrection of Christ to an inheritance that Peter described as incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away and that is reserved for us in heaven. Mm. We rejoice in that promised inheritance that should be ours in glory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that beginning part, it sets us up for what we're going to be talking about. Uh, but so does who it's addressed to. Right. Yeah. So in this, you rejoice. Yeah. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved yeah. by various trials. So, so it's not a new section. He's talking yeah. still to the same people and he's, yeah. it's, we have to look back to be able to understand yeah. this section of mm -hmm. six to 12. Right. Yeah. And even looking back, if you look back to verse three, verse three uses the article instead of you is us, right? According to his in verse three, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. So he changes that from you to uh, us or from us to you. Um, and it's that distinction that is made between two people that are reading the letter presently when Peter wrote it. Right? Yeah, that's good. Those who have seen Jesus and those who have not. Now, as we read it, we are in the you, right? Yeah. Because none of us listening to this has seen Jesus with our very own eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and Peter is making this distinction uh, that Not even the people that are listening to us? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you sure about that? I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, mm. if Bursting some bubbles out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, we, and it's everything. And there's, I think Paul would agree with me when he says, we only see dimly, uh, right? Because mm -hmm. our eyes uh, have not fully beheld our Savior. Yeah. But one day, this is the good news for all of us listening. One day, our eyes will behold our Savior, and we will hunger no more. Neither will we thirst anymore. The sun will not strike down upon us, mm -hmm. nor will any scorching heat overcome us. For the Lamb that is in the midst of the throne will be our shepherd, and he would guide us to springs of living water, wiping every tear from our yeah. eyes. Yeah. That's that hope that we yeah. have, right? That through this living hope, through this inheritance, which is salvation, that all of those promises are for us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and then, so that's that's how that's how Peter then introduces right this, and you. In this, you rejoice, right? So yeah. pointing us back to like so in this assurance that you have this inheritance in Christ. Mm. that that will not be taken away it belongs to you in christ um and in this you rejoice 
though for now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by um, various trials. Um, what do we have to say about that, Aunt Louis? Because it's like Peter, like it's like it's like, it's like a roller coaster, right? Like he's taking us, and this he rejoice, right? Yeah. But then, like we're in the top, and he says, "Like get ready." Yeah. Because we're dropping down, like yeah. And though for now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Mm. Rejoice, trials, grieved. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best way to look at this for myself, and this is something I can't take credit for. It was something I heard from Matt Chandler. Where if we wait, is he Presbyterian? No, okay, 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 okay. Go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> no, no. Um, he says that word rejoice, right? Mm-hmm. You can rejoice with all joy, which, which is what I mentioned in the very beginning, mm-hmm. or you can rejoice with outbursts of happiness. But the minute a trial comes, mm-hmm. if you have joy or happiness you're going to respond to that trial differently. If it's happiness, that happiness is fleeting. Mm -hmm. That rejoicing is fleeting. But if you have joy that comes from knowing and loving and tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, man, that's how you can rejoice through trials Mm -hmm. because that joy is firm. Mm -hmm. That joy is, is it does not waver. Um, When we truly know who God is, there is not a single trial that can come our way that can make our love, our joy, our rejoicing fleeting. Yeah. Because yeah. he is all we need. Yeah. And that it's a, it's also like it's it's a supernatural joy. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, there's a reason why the world doesn't experience this joy. Mm. And when I say the world, those who are not in Christ. And it's because yeah. the, the, I just said it. They're not in Christ. Yeah. So by default, they don't have the promise of the Holy Spirit within them. So this this joy it's a joy that comes supernaturally through the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as believers, and 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 that will look probably probably I want to say I want to say different depending on the circumstances, right? Because we don't all face the same trials or mm-hmm. sufferings, um, but even though we don't face the same trials or sufferings through whatever we're facing that 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 is that is driving us to to suffer or uh, um, grieve um, we all have the same Holy Spirit that is that is uh, um, working in our hearts to one assures us of our salvation and assures us that even through the grief or the pain or the the loss or the suffering, we belong to Christ and mm-hmm. we have this hope that even through the, the, the dark times we're gonna we're gonna come out, right? Yeah. And and come out whether in this side of eternity or in the one to come mm-hmm. um to to our inheritance, which mm-hmm. is in Christ. So uh, um um verse six so we can move on. <laughs> Driving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to sum it up, although, although Christians will receive, um, their inheritance with joy when Christ is, is revealed, right? According to first Peter, um, one seven, um, the reality is that uh, we, we may, we may face suffering in this side of eternity. Mm. 
and trials during the 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 span of time that we may be in this side of of eternity and that's that's a reality that one in our context is 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 real but as we read first peter we see from the beginning that peter's encouraging this people right to stand yeah. firm to persevere to to stand for their lord in the midst of suffering and in that immediate context um it makes sense that he's that he's um exhorting them and in such a way in this you rejoice right like don't don't lose your 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 focal point in yeah. this you rejoice even though you may be experiencing this type of suffering or persecution mm. in their in their in their context and then it, it helps us to understand that man if they could if they back then right as we read Peter encouraged encouraged them to rejoice and to not lose their focal point of like you who belong to Christ and mm. this you rejoice right and this inheritance how much more us as well right it doesn't yeah. change that principle doesn't change how much more us to not lose our focal point that and when in, in the same thing they rejoice we also mm -hmm. should rejoice yeah so yeah that's so good verse seven mm. so that at the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's speaking to that, that the test, the, the test of genuine, genuineness of your faith, right? That it's asking that question, is all of our, is all of our affliction permissioned by God? Yeah. And ordained by God? Yeah. Um, so Peter, Peter is bringing a really interesting wording here. So your sufferings are part of, of, of a testing of the genuineness of your faith. Mm. So the question is, the question that I would, I would ask you, right, mm. is who is doing this testing, hmm. Louis? Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I would say it's God. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, the narrative of scripture kind of shows that. Um, yeah. I think of a couple of um, instances. God allowed. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's this, it's permissioned and it's ordained, right? Mm -hmm. So God allowed Joseph's brothers to be sold into, uh, Joseph to be sold into slavery by his brothers, but he also ordained it because what did he say at the end of his, uh, at the end of that narrative, right? When his brothers are come to him with, uh, um, and say, you know, don't kill us. You remember that mm -hmm, part? Mm -hmm. And he says, what you meant for evil, God meant yeah. For good or God ordained it for good. Yeah. Uh, God allowed the devil to afflict, aff afflict Job, but he also ordained it. When, when Job is speaking to God, this is what Job tells um, the Lord, right? He says, yeah. though you have slain me, yet I will put my hope in you. Yeah, that's good. Um, and that's, I mean, all the good, all the bad that happens in our lives is ordained by God. Yeah. And he is just. 
in his ordination of, yeah. of these things. So basically, this these trials and sufferings are not without a reason. Mm-hmm. They're not just to like, eh, you know, let me add it. Let me sprinkle a little bit of suffering here, a little bit, a little bit yeah. of trials over there. They're not without a reason. And more specifically, in the context of, of to these people who profess faith, right, in, in Christ, the context of the testing is to prove the genuineness of their faith, right? Yeah. Like if, if, if the faith of the believer is real, it's a real faith anchored in Christ, then we, we, we should expect that this, this, this believer whose real faith is anchored in Christ sooner or later will, 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 will prove to be his, his faith will prove to be a genuine faith mm. in the midst of the testing and out of the testing. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast to those who, you know, faith is tested and it doesn't pass the test. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that as believers, we're not prone to, to be weak because we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we most certainly are weak. Yeah. Um, that's why we need, <laughs> yeah. that's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit in our life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that uh, um, the faith that we profess to have sooner or later is going to be tested. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the outcome of that test will show you where you really stand. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so I like how, how Sproul says, he says, they're, they're, their trials and afflictions are not without a reason. Like I just said, there's a purpose clause here, namely that the genuineness of their faith may be proved. And he continues and he says, on an earthly level, the afflictions endured by the recipients of the letter were foisted upon them by those in Asia Minor who were hostile to the gospel, hostile to Christ, and therefore hostile to Christians. In a real sense, their sufferings and afflictions were unjust. They were victims of persecution. But we have to see beyond the human dimension, the proximate cause of their suffering, and look to the remote or ultimate cause. These afflictions were sent upon the believers by God. God uses the iniquitous, I think I said that right, (laughs) Um, afflictions wrought by human hostility for the ultimate well-being of his children. In this text here, we see a marvelous reaffirmation of the doctrine of the providence of God. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know that, that that probably doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Uh, especially in in, a, in an age and like the one we live in, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful to know as believers that God is the one orchestrating this great salvation in our life to the point where He's gonna test our faith, so that we may keep continuing, so we may keep growing and continue in this process of sanctification, right? And 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 see in the areas where we're weak, and see in the areas where we're strong because of Him, but at the same time. That the there's that this testing doesn't come without a reason, yeah. right? Um, and I like the example he 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 says, "More precious, your faith is more precious than gold, 
that perishes, uh, though it is tested by fire. He, the example he uses gold, right? So gold that uh, uh, that this this gold that you um, purge of impurities by fire, right? High temperatures of fire, and you purge the gold from impurities so that it may be at his at his um, purest yeah. <laughs> um, state, I guess. Mm. Um, Peter says, "Your faith is more uh, valuable." more precious than gold that is tested by fire mm. so he compare he i think he uses he, he hits the nail right on the head and he uses a perfect analogy just as gold is tested by fire to remove it removes it, uh, the impurities so that it may be at its purest uh, state how much more your faith yeah how much more the god who has called you to yeah. have this faith is gonna is gonna is gonna test you right uh, to purge you from for, 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 for those impurities so that so that you may reach yeah that 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 state yeah I and I think he's using that too is like gold is refined by fire like you said purified mm -hmm. by fire mm -hmm. also our faith is refined by our afflictions yeah, yeah. Um, and that's I mean Paul he states that much right um, and you see kind of the, this isn't the first time either one of us has brought Peter's words and put them right next to Paul's words. And it's the same word, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Um, what Paul says about this is uh, he says, through many tribulations, we shall see the Lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the same thing that Peter is writing here, that, that, that test the genuineness of our faith. Uh, those trials is what's refining and purifying our faith. Yeah, yeah. The reality is that we, you know, we said about the earthly level and God's providence, right? And how um, God's providence work, right? Even through this natural causes, and He is in control. The reality is that we can miss the scope that we live in a fallen world, mm -hmm. and that, and that. Um, those who are not in Christ are hostile in one way or another to Christ, towards Christ. And if they're hostile towards Christ, and we were talking about this earlier, um, yeah. if they're hostile towards Christ, how much more towards Christ's people, right? Um, so, and even even Jesus himself says, like, even if, if they hated me, <laughs> yeah. they're going to love you. No, they, no, <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> you know so how much more um so we we live and and we live in a fallen world the beauty of, of of it is that we we don't have to lose hope because god is still in control and he's gonna work out this precious salvation for his people and 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 beautiful promise is romans 8 28 yeah. And we know that for those who love God, all things, afflictions, trials, tribulation, all things work together for good for those who are called mm. according to his purpose. So it might not make a lot of sense to us from our sight, our, our short sighted vision <laughs> that we have in front of us, but we should rest in peace knowing that the God of the universe, the eternal God of the universe, the one who has called us according to his purpose, is working everything for good 
for our good, but ultimately for his glory. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I think that's amazing. Archie Sproul would say, the hand of God trumps the evil intent of those who wound us. Mm. And he uses, in his gracious providence, those various experiences of affliction and pain for his glory and for our ultimate edification. Mm. Yeah, and with those, all those words, what is coming to my heart right now, because, I mean, and it's probably the same with you, Daniel. You probably know someone that is going through something right now that is monumental, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking of, specifically of a family that goes to church with, with me. Um, and I think that verse that you mentioned in Romans 8, 28, uh, Romans 8, 38, for I am sure that neither life nor death nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God mm -hmm. and Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the gift of this inheritance, mm -hmm. right? That, and I think that's the source of, of our joy, right? The source of our rejoicing. It's not so much that we're not affected by these trials. I mean, it's tough to, it's tough to see joy in our life when we hear of, you know, when we, when we hear someone, a loved one dying of cancer or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So the way that we see joy is different, but the source of our joy is always the same. And that's in Christ Jesus. That's the gift that we have, that nothing in this world can ever separate us from the love for those that are called by God mm -hmm. and justified by him and sanctified by him. Mm-hmm. It's all about that last article by him. Yeah. yeah. We are his. And there's nothing that can take that away from us or from him. No one can snatch us from his hand. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about eternal security now. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good though. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. You're right. Um the way and then the way that verse seven concludes, right? Um, after saying that um the tested genesis of your faith, right? That it's more precious than gold, um, may be found. This is the reason why, right? The reason why mm. the testing of your faith, so that it may be found to result in praise hmm. and glory. We we mentioned that already. Yeah, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The way Peter is encouraging these people is beautiful. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm trying to like transform myself to think like Peter's talking to me right now. I'm one of the, I'm one of them, right? I'm one of mm -hmm. them, and he just told me like he changes his particle from like us to you, right? Like we haven't seen him. Yeah, we haven't seen him, and 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 now he says you haven't you and this you rejoice rejoice. Even though you haven't seen him, mm. and you still believe in him, mm. so that so that so so that the tested genesis of your faith may be found, you you know you go through this trial so that so that the tested genesis of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor mm. 
at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You haven't seen him, but your faith will be tested. Mm. So that so that so that it may prove genuine. So that it may be found this genuine faith to result to result in praise and glory and honor at the day that you will see Jesus. Mm. And that's <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. And I would even I would even say Peter Peter is envying us yeah. for a second and, here. And that's what I'm, th- I'm kind of yeah. like thinking that too, because I'm thinking like Peter has seen Jesus. Mm. He's seen him. He's seen him in his early earthly ministry. And he said, he saw Jesus, uh, um, the resurrected Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Yeah. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, and then the way he's encouraging these believers is like, I've seen him. Mm. Right, yeah. I know, I know, I'm, co- I know he's coming, yeah. or I'm going. <laughs> yeah, but he's telling these people who haven't seen Jesus, mm. there's a reason for your testing. Yeah, and how beautiful it is when you laid that all in front of Jesus when you see him for the first time. Mm. Peter, I mean, I'm not saying that we're better than Peter or that Peter's better than us, but like. Peter doesn't, I don't think, at, at least at that moment, he, he couldn't relate with that. I, I, and, you know, if you disagree with me, feel free or bring it up. Mm. <laughs> but there's a beautiful thing happening here. He's telling them, like, when you see him for the first time, the testing of your faith is going to result mm. towards that. Praise, praise, um, glory, and honor. Mm. beautiful mm. beautiful it is so Man. yeah and i that that verse eight right i could imagine peter as he's writing this thinking i love i love christ yeah but i've seen him yeah i believe in christ yeah but i've seen him yeah and then he says it like you haven't seen him yeah and you still love him through the trials through the tribulation, you have never seen Jesus with your with your own eyes. Yeah. But you still love him. You still believe in him. Trust him. You still trust in him. Yeah. Man, I, I, I think of that and it amazes me because, man, I look back at my own life and like the trials that I've gone through and they are minute compared to other people that are walking in the faith. Maybe people that are listening to this right now have gone through things that... um. I may never come to go through. And I, I, I hurt with you and I praise God that, um, that you're here listening to this. Right. But in that same sense, this is a testament that Peter is saying unto you that, uh, I think what Peter is doing in verse eight is he is, and verse nine is he is, he is a, uh, he is showing his pastoral heart of being so proud. Yeah. Of the people he gets to minister to. Yeah. Saying, man, this is the genuine genuineness of your faith. Yeah. That right now, as you're going through trials, it may not feel like your faith is strong. Yeah. I feel like what Peter is saying right now is no brothers, no sisters, your faith yeah. is indeed stronger than even my own. Yeah. Because my faith has a standing of 
hey, I, I, uh, I seen him. So there's, there's, and there's something here that that Peter is seeing that I don't think he would just met, throw this out there in verse eight, right? If he doesn't really mean it, that you have not seen him, you love him. Mm. So I, I, I generally believe that Peter is seeing some, some real um, devotion, at least in the life of some of these believers. And then he says, though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. We talked about that already, right? Like, you know, yeah. because of the Holy Spirit and it, 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 it dwells us, we're able to, to, to rejoice and, 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 and the Spirit bears witness to yeah. our spirit that we belong to God and we're children of God. Mm. But I like that part, though you do not now see him. And that resonates to what you're saying, and it actually resonates to what Jesus says in, in John chapter 20, verse 29 to um, Thomas, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, when he says, have you believed because you have seen me? Mm. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Mm. And I think that's what you're saying, like that distinction between Peter who have seen Jesus, yeah, but Peter's audience who majority um, we're guessing <laughs> have not seen yeah. um, Jesus. So uh, um, even Peter himself, right? Like he makes that, that distinction there and, and it, that tells us something about man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That tells us something about like, how blessed are we in this side, right? Of eternity unlike the apostles or those who did walk with Jesus that they actually saw, they got to see Jesus. Mm. They got to see Jesus ascending to heaven too. Yeah. But we who haven't seen none of that, but we still, we still, we would, we would, we, I, I, I would say we would die because we believe these things are true. Yeah. And we believe that Jesus is who he says he is. We believe that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. We believe that Jesus is coming back. We believe that Jesus is Lord. We believe that Jesus is God. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. That's what we're blessed. Because even though we have not seen him, because of the work that he has done in our lives, we trust him. Mm. and we believe in him and he's working out this precious salvation in our lives yeah and we're not left alone <laughs> so, so many things mm. so I think man Peter is just he is his batting average in this and his <laughs> verses are like it's really high man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and that, that image that you shared too with them gazing up and looking at Jesus ascending into heaven mm -hmm. just reminded me right away what what were the very next words that they heard after they saw that? The the angels standing next to them, right? Uh, and it says, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Mm -hmm. Um it, it's a it's a point back to like 
that thing. Like it's, it's, it's nice that you guys are seeing him ascend and the ascension is important, but all the work that you're going to do from here yeah. <laughs> to the end, yeah. it's not going to be relied on this. It's going to be relied on the faith that you have in Jesus, yeah. the love that you have for Jesus. And that's exactly what Peter is writing unto. Um, and man, you had said something um, that reminded me of of that, right? That we we love him unto death. Yeah. We believe in him unto death. That I mean, it's the truth, right? Um, countless people have died for the name of Jesus, for a, for a name of a person they have never physically seen. There are people that will never listen to this podcast that are being persecuted yeah. Yeah. for their faith. And it is a faith that is in the name of a person they have never seen. And that is the people that Peter is writing to. Yeah. And Daniel, that's, he's writing to us too. Yeah. Yeah. That we have this hope. Yeah. Um, Dr. Schreiner says something really, really good hmm. um, for Peter's main point in this verse. And he says, Believers who suffer are not dashed to the ground by their troubles. Hmm. They love Jesus Christ and rejoice in him, even though they have never seen him and do not see him now. Their lives are characterized by a hope that fills the present with love and joy. Hmm. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so simple, but good, yeah. right? And I feel like we we said that mm. we said that in a lot of words. And here comes Dr. <laughs> Shiner, obviously. And like, like, oh God, come on. <laughs> see, that's why everybody needs to be reformed Baptist. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cut here. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I agree with him, man. Yeah. Um, troubles are to come. Yeah. And then this is something, this is a cliche stuff that we kind of hear also. Oh, they're like, um, you know, a lot of people come to Jesus to for him to remove troubles. Mm. <laughs> like if I, or if they become a Christian, you becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you, you, troubles are going to stop. That's true. Mm. <laughs> they're not going to stop. Um, I mean, there's some troubles that you yourself get in yourself into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But don't hurt anybody now. Yeah. <laughs> You know, afflictions, suffering, um, grief, it's going to come in one way or another. They're not going to dash us down to the ground um, because our hope and our, and, our, and our faith is secure in the one who bought us, right? Mm. The statement is true. Uh, all of these statements are true, right, in Christianity. Um, God has called us to come... And be prosperous. Yeah. Right? God has called us to come and have abundant life. Yeah. God has called us to come and have a life full of joy. Yep. But the words that Jesus actually says, all of those are promises that God has given us. And he's never explicit on what that abundant life looks like. Looks like. Right? That abundant life can indeed look like riches. More often than not, it's not that though, right? And we talked about that before the podcast. But one thing that that Jesus 
says explicitly out of his mouth is this come and die yeah come take up your cross and follow me yeah and that's yeah. that's a command to all of us yeah so yeah. peter continues peter continues in, in verse 9 and is actually connected to verse 8 yeah um so Again, verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That makes me think of Romans 6.22. But now that you have been set free from sin mm. and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get the fruit you get leads to sanctification and it and it's and and it's an eternal life. We begin at verse six, right? And this you rejoice. Though not for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So that so that the test the tested genesis of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That's verse 9. That's that's like a conclusion right there, right? Like, yeah. like obtaining the outcome of your faith, that faith that was that, that, had, that has been tested through trials, tribulations, or grief, or, or whatever. Um Obtaining the outcome of your faith. Here it is. The salvation mm. of your souls. So the outcome of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Yeah. And that's what more, what more than the, you know, today I was talking about Jesus as and at, at the at, at my church. Uh, I was leading the Bible study, and I was talking about Jesus as the high priest. What is that, and what is, and what that means for us, who are in Christ? And one of the things that I talked about at the end was that it means that we're saved from the wrath of God. Right, Him serving as our high priest, offering sacrifice. Um, him who is the high priest who offers sacrifice, who is who he Himself is a sacrifice. Um, one of the things that he that he accomplishes for us through propitiation. That's just a, a fancy word for um, a peace. <laughs> mm. a, uh, um, one of the things that he accomplishes for us is that he saves us from what? From sin? No, he saves us from the wrath of God. He atones for his sin and he saves us from the wrath of God because of our sin. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So, in a sense, he does sense he saves us from sin too, <laughs> but mm -hmm. but he saves us from the wrath of God, right? He atones for our sin. So, and, I, and and that's what it makes me think here: the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We're saved. The outcome of our faith is that we're saved. We're no longer childrens of wrath, but now we're childrens of God. Mm. Once by nature. We were children of wrath, but now in Christ, we are saved from the wrath because we have been adopted to the family. Hmm. 
And I think that's that's crucial for us to understand as believers. I mean, and I forgot where it says it, but like, um, somewhere in the Bible, <laughs> the New Testament, mm. um, it talks about how the wrath of God is, um, on those who who are not in Christ. Mm. And that's true to this day. If you're not in Christ, you're you're right you're, right now. You're destined to wrath. Yeah. So so if so if you are in Christ, when we hear this, the testing of our faith, we rejoice in this, right? That that the outcome is the salvation of our souls. Mm. That we're no longer under wrath. And that's. Man, that 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 should like that should that should bring some some worship right now where you are. Yeah. <laughs> and I right when you were talking, something popped in my head. So if this is and this is me coming off the cuff, I don't know where this is gonna lead to, so correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel. Um and if Daniel agrees with me and someone that's listening to this disagrees with me, correct me, because this is me working through the text here. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, I wonder. Peter's been talking about persecution. Is indeed the outcome of our faith. Death. Is the outcome of our faith death? Is he saying, no, those trials, those tribulations, man, rejoice in them. Because when you die, mm -hmm. that's the outcome. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful outcome because it results in the salvation of your souls. And the reason I think of that is because of that passage that uh, Peter, he breaks out into song after he says, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, mm -hmm. death. Where is your victory? Exactly what you were just saying, right? That the wrath of God is no longer on us. And what is the, the biggest punishment of wrath? Well, the wages of sin is death. death. Yeah. But now death is flipped on its head. Yeah. Death isn't a curse. Death is, death is a blessing. Yeah. Because now we get to see the yeah. outcome of our faith. Yeah. Right? And it reminds me, I, I wrote these lyrics down um, from a Johnny Cash song. And I... I know I'll probably get some messages that they'll say, <laughs> you know, Bethel recorded this song too. Johnny Cash did it first. Um, they just took the hook. This is what it says. It says, well, look down yonder, Gabriel. Put your foot on the land and see. And this is beautiful. This is written by a man who is nearing death, right? He's an old man. He, he would die, I think, four months after he wrote this song. And he says this. For I see a band of angels, and they're coming after me. For there ain't no grave that can hold my body down. That's the life of a person that understands the outcome of his faith. That this death that is coming, it's, it's a band of angels, right? He says, yeah. coming after me. And it's obviously symbolic language. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's not literally seeing a band of angels coming after him. But instead of seeing this menacing grim reaper, yeah. No, he sees angels saying, Hey, let's it's time to go home. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a hope and an assurance that yep. it's like it's not like he's not 
He's not. He's not. Guess, he's not trying to guess what's gonna happen after he closes his eyes. Yep. In this side of eternity, you know, someone who talks a lot about that um, is John Piper. Mm. He does talk a lot about that. He talks about um, how he knows that naturally, right? I think he's seventy something, but he knows that he's. He says naturally, unless the Lord decides to take him in another, you know, um, in a not natural way. I don't know. He gets hit by a bus or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm not wishing that for him. Yeah. <laughs> but like he says, and naturally, um, he he knows he has just a couple of years of waiting for him, even if even if that's like 30 years. Yeah. He says like, man, like I'm close. I'm close. The reason I live the way I live, the reason I do ministry the way I do ministry, because I know I'm close to see Jesus mm. in the next 20, 30 years, probably even 10 years. Yeah, I was talking to my wife the other day about that. Like, I think we will live in a much different. Uh, like, we will live as 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 Christians in a different, in a much different way, different kind of devotion. Mm. Uh, if we lived our lives thinking like that, yeah, that that what what is? I mean, I'm 28 right now. What's another 40 years? Hmm. What's another 40 years? 20, 28 years went by so quick, right? It might look like a lot as you as you're a kid and whatever, but I look back now like, man, yeah, that went by so fast. What's another 40 years? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I think that like it helps us to think like, man, like life, like things like in the Psalms or or the Proverbs, like it's like a mist. Yeah. You know, it, it just goes up and it fades. Yeah. That quick. Mm. And I think that will, it helps that that should help us as believers to think like at any moment we we're gonna be in front of our Lord. Yeah. So and it should help us to think like, man, suffering will come, suffering will be there, but it won't last forever. Mm. It won't last forever. You know, I I. Saw the new um, that new movie, Frozen uh, Two. I know. I saw it. T- I saw it too today, man. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Won't you be my neighbor? The one about Mister Rogers. I haven't. No. Yeah. No. It's with Tom. It's Tom Hanks. Hanks. Right. Yeah. Near the end, there's a scene, and um, there's a guy that is interviewing Tom Hanks or is interviewing F- Fred Rogers in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And Fred Rogers goes to the guy's house because the guy's dad is dying. And the dad makes a comment like, oh, this might be the last time everybody's here while I'm still alive. And Mr. Rogers asks a question, and it's a question that makes sense because I don't know if you knew this, Danny, but Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian pastor. I didn't know. Yeah, and he... That explains a lot. (laughs) He responds and says... And says, how do you feel about death? Does death make you scared? Does it make you worried? Right? Just as Mr. Rogers would ask, right? And it's interesting because everybody gets quiet and he says, you know, death isn't comfortable to talk about, but it shouldn't be. Now, that was the end of the script, right? They didn't add anything else from there. But understanding of Mr. Rogers as the minister, he was speaking from a perspective that is different. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And it's the truth for Christians. We shouldn't walk on eggshells when we're talking about death. Death isn't a doom and gloom thing. And it's interesting for me to say this because it's coming from someone that in moments when I can't sleep, I think of the death of my loved ones, right? And you think, man, I can't imagine a life without, you know, not being able to call my mom or my dad or things like that. But mm-hmm. if I know that they are believers, which I do, then that shouldn't be a thing that I'm worried about. If anything, it's a thing that I I say, man, they beat me to see Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, and yeah, and that's not disconnected. Like, you know, it's not disconnected from grieving, right? Yeah. That person for, because for a little while, you, you know, you're not, you know, it changes routines. It changes yeah. stuff that you're used to. Um, especially if you're like really close to that person. I mean, it's 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 human nature to grieve yeah. right so uh, we will we will grieve those who we who go ahead before us <laughs> yeah um and as believers we should grieve with those who grieve right and mourn with those who mourn and yeah. and, and rejoice with those who rejoice uh, but it's not a type of grieving and mourning that 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 as those with that, no hope yeah that leaves us with no hope yeah you know um we may grieve but we don't lose hope. Yeah. And we don't lose hope that that um, we believe that that person, if truly was in Christ, is together with Christ. And that sooner or later, we will join that person yeah. <laughs> with Christ as well. I like how um, um, Shriner, um, again, Shriner, <laughs> <laughs> um, mentions uh, something about the outcome of, 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 of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And he says, salvation of souls could easily be misunderstood by moderns as if Peter referred to the salvation of our immaterial substance. The word souls, however, refers to the whole person and does not suggest in any way that the body is left out. Hmm. This is beautiful. The reference is to a person's whole life or self-identity. We should also notice that such salvation is the outcome of your faith. Hmm. The word outcome has the idea of result here. Um, uh, the love and joy of believers is rooted in the hope of eschatological salvation. They know, therefore, that despite present sufferings, they will see Jesus Christ when he is revealed and enjoy him forever. Mm. And that's, I think that's, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's talking about the, the, the salvation of our whole person, mm. including our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not just that immaterial part of our bodies, right? Mm. The outcome of our faith is the salvation of our whole person. Um, and we will see that at the end. Yeah. We will see that whether we, we go now or we will see that if Christ comes back. Mm. But we will still see it. Yeah. And that's what awaits for all those who die in Christ. Mm. And that's beautiful. It is. Yeah. So he continues. We got only three more verses, guys. Bear with us. <laughs> Concerning this salvation, Josh, you asked for longer episodes. Yeah. This is for you. If you, you made it Josh. this far, it's because we have, we've been recording for you, bro. <laughs> 
um, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, um, search and inquire carefully. Verse 11, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Verse 12, it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I need to pull on my commentary on this one too. <laughs> that first... Uh part verse uh what is that 10 yeah concerning the salvation the prophets prophesied right what that reminds me of is the old um rugged cross <laughs> okay amen uh it reminds me of that saying right if it's new it ain't true yeah and if it's true it ain't new <laughs> um that's good and it's the truth with this right that's what peter is saying he's saying hey this stuff that i'm saying guess where i got it from not only the Holy Spirit ministering to me, but the Holy Spirit that was ministering to the prophets. Yeah. Because you look back and read all of those uh, books of the prophets, and they're saying the same thing. That this, uh, this, this plan of grace, right? This wasn't a plan B. Yeah. It was sovereign from the very beginning. Yeah, that's why like, I don't like when people say like, God only has one, um, God only has a plan A. No, <laughs> a plan A means that there's probably a possibility yeah. for a plan B. C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> God only has a plan and yeah. he's going to execute that plan. <laughs> mm. Yep. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, God doesn't uh, write with a pencil and eraser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it continues, right? And he says, likewise, the sufferings of Christ was also sovereign in verse 11, right? Uh, just as his love for us from the foundation of the world was sovereign and from the very beginning, that he would take the chastisement of our sins upon his very own body. That was not a plan B. That was that was always, that was constant. Yeah. yeah. That was the plan. Yeah, yeah. Ashish Bro says the same thing with you. He agrees, bro. He agrees. Right there in heaven, he agrees. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Peter is saying that this is not a novel idea. Mm. He did not make it up, nor did it appear on the scene, the Nova, <laughs> mm. like Athena out of the head of Zeus. He continues and says, this teaching of Jesus is what the prophets of old spoke, uh, spoke of. Mm. When God put in their mouth the promises of future redemption, they look into it. They searched carefully and made inquiries. They knew that these things were going to happen, but they didn't know when. Mm -hmm. They knew that Christ would. They knew that the Christ would suffer, and out of that suffering, glories would follow. He also says the prophets did not always understand the things they taught. They were the they were they were the mouthpieces of the Holy Spirit. Not until the fullness of time came and the prophetic word of God 
came to pass could people grasp what Joel, Isaiah, and Jeremiah has spoken of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that idea that they were unsure. Yeah. Um, that really, it speaks, right? And it shows through the text, specifically in verse 12, right? It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. Yeah. Um, and then in that too, and the things that have now been announced to you through those who have preached the good news to you, the apostles, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look like that. That is a testament that the things that they were saying, the prophets, yeah. were things that at times they were unsure of the meaning. But yeah. now, and not now in this time, but in antiquity when the apostles were there and everything, God has given the church, the apostles, to call to mind the words of old, yeah. right? And show us that all of those words point to one person mm. and... One rugged cross that you were just yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so as we look back, we look back, mm -hmm. but the prophets look forth. Yeah. So that makes sense? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Just, you know, just asking. <laughs> yeah. And just like Passover and pass, and, and that's the way we observe the sacraments, right? Just yeah. as Passover and circumcision looked forward to the cross. Yeah the Lord's Supper and baptism looks back yeah. to what happened, whether in Calvary or in the resurrection. Yeah. Um, yeah. When believers, you know, when believers are, are, you know, profess faith in Jesus and they're baptized, right. You know, it points back to, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one. <laughs> that's one approach. <laughs> um, I, you know, who's loving this, right? Josh. Josh? Mess with him. He's still listening. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, Sanford also is loving it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 1689. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all jokes aside. Um, you know what? What? I've been concerned about you, man. I think there's a few passages that I think you would do well. If you, you know, I just wish there was a thing that instead of, because I think, I think you would be encouraged especially in verses on baptism. Uh -huh. Not if you read them for yourself, but if somebody read them for you. And I just wish there was something that existed that could do that. Dude, but dude. There is. There is. There can't be. No, yeah, there is. And, I, and I'm and i hmm. a faithful listener. And, and I listen to those passages of baptism. Mm. What is What is this thing called? I can't believe you still don't know. <laughs> I can't believe you still don't know, man. I'm hurt. <laughs> it's been three months and I'm hurt. Oh, man. Bro, street lights. Street lights? Yeah. <laughs> like the ones outside? No, better. better. Street lights, bro. It's mm. an, it's an, it's a Bible app that you click. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you click this Bible app. You It's specifically the New Testament. It has a New Testament. I think it has some books on Psalms. Um, and... Man, it reads to you the Bible, hmm. but it doesn't only read to you the Bible. It had some dope background music, something like mm. better than that. But you know, you get the idea. <laughs> you like my little insert of a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I've been, it... I've been I've been I've been hearing I'm not, I've been reading the Bible, but I've been also hearing the Bible mm. through the streetlights. 
That's so. probably expensive though. No, man, it's free. What? You need to get this ASAP free. I cannot believe this. Yeah. Yeah. This is a free sponsor as well. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't even think they know we're doing this because no. I don't think they listen to our <laughs> podcast. But but it's been helpful for me. Mm. It's been helpful for my wife, even though she likes reading the ESV um hearing the the old dude in the ESV better mm. without the without the background <laughs> music. Um but it's been beneficial, mm. you know, to just wake up in the morning, put it here as I get ready to go to work and, and yeah, whatever. So street lights. If you have a long drive, road trip now that the holidays are approaching, mm. um, man, download street lights. Uh listen to the Bible as you drive. Now this is a real question. Do they have all of the New Testament? I yeah. They, oh, wow. I think they do. I think they do. You know what? I need to double check that. Um, I've been I've been like on repeat mode with some some uh, on books of the New Testament. Mm. So, um, but I think they do. If nice. not, they're probably in the in the in the process of yeah. You know, recording them. Um. So yeah. Uh, um. I'm gonna finish here with some of some words of um, RC. He says, not only did the prophets inquire about the marvelous of these things, but also the angels in heaven have desired to look into depth, into the depths and the riches of the gospel. We are told that when one person repents, there is joy in heaven among the angels. Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Mm. The angels delight to watch the ministry of Christ. I love this. I love this. Mm. The angels delight to watch the ministry of Christ unfold in history. They delight in observing the proving of our faith in the in the prog in the progress of our sanctification. Our faith, which is more precious than gold, means much to God, so He will put us in a fire to make it pure. Hmm. This is beautiful. Hmm. <laughs> um, just to think to think that the angels. Are are, are 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 looking to see right like yeah. how this plan of redemption unfolded through the uh, redemptive history and how they see how it's still taking place in the life of those who are called according to the purposes of God it's amazing mm. because it's, it's like it's like they're 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 like watching in awe of like man like mm. man Jesus saved that one Jesus saved that one today mm. you know um, look at how the gospel is flourishing in the life of this community. Mm. Look at how these people is devoted to Christ, right? Yeah. To think that the angels are, are, are yeah. We didn't even think about. I don't even think about that stuff, mm -mm. <laughs> honestly. But to think that that's how, like, yeah. Peter describes it. Man. God has God has some deep love for those who belong to Him. Hmm. To the point that he, like, like Sproul says, he will put us in fire to make us pure hmm. because we belong to him. Yeah. So with that, we close this uh, on verse six to twelve. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, it's been it's I don't even know how long it's been uh, since we started recording to the end <laughs> right now, yeah. but uh, I have fun. You have fun. Oh, it was a blast. It was good. Guys, if you have any questions, if you have any doubts, please um, uh, write to us. Uh, you can look, you can um, search us up 
through social media, uh, Instagram, um, Coramdeo Podcast is the one with the blue background and a really like goth. It looks like a gothic cross. Mm. Um, yeah, and it says two ordinary guys discussing theological topics from a reform perspective. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that's us. So please follow us. Uh, write to us through there, or follow Louis, or follow myself through Instagram, or or write a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Anything anything you want to say, Louis? Yeah. Um, I think the the both of us can benefit. So a big thing about Danny and myself is uh, we're not we're not as current as some of you may uh, may think, um, or maybe you guys don't think that. <laughs> um, so if there are things that are kind of dominating your news uh, as it pertains to theology or things like that. Guys, please like send them our way uh, so that we can become aware of it and then uh, we can potentially talk about it on the podcast. Um, uh, we only knew about the Kanye stuff because it was all over the place, but there are probably things going on in your own circles that uh, we don't know about and we'd love to tackle those issues. Or yep. if there are certain issues that you want us to talk about, man, don't hesitate to shoot us ideas because... Um, we love the exposition and we yeah. do that, but, uh, we also want to tackle those topics as well. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. So, and, and we want to bank a couple episodes. So if you can help yeah. us with some topics that you you might want to, um, hear from us or, or just us talking about it, man, let us know. And we, yeah. we will definitely do that. So that, that way we can have a, a couple episodes banked and like. You know, if we have another situation where we can get together and record, we at least have episodes to drop on Fridays faithfully. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we will see you guys uh, hopefully next week. Yep. Okay. Peace out. Peace.